This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. Star. Stop. Welcome Stop. to the Love to Star Podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 Fan of Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan of Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And Brian, we have a number two seed on the line this week against the Washington Commanders. And it really feels like uh, just... Just don't F it up, you know? Yeah. It's right there for you. Just yeah. handle business. Yeah, I was uh, I was visiting with some folks from Washington, just kind of talking about their situation and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult because they're in a kind of a spot right now where they all know what's going to happen. Um, they've got a lot of veteran players that are on their injured list. You know, they've got a coaching situation that's probably going to be resolved very quickly after the season's over. Uh, you got coaches that are playing um, or trying to coach for their jobs, maybe for a new coach, maybe for other opportunities in the league. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a situation nobody wants to be in. I, I was in it with, uh, with Dallas, you know, Dave Campos' final year there, and you know, there was so much rumor and speculation about, you know, who, what's going on. Are they going to go get, uh, you know, what's this Bill Parcells thing? I mean, there was just so much going on in the organization at the time. And, it, you know, it's just unfortunate you have to go through it. But the, the thing about it is, you know, Ron Rivera essentially was the head coach and general manager of that team. He built that football team. There's some very good players there. Um, but there's some players that aren't very good. You know, and they're struggling right now. They've they've lost a lot of games. They've got the second overall pick. They surely don't want to lose the game, but they don't want to lose the second overall pick. I mean, it, this is in a this is a 
you couldn't imagine a worse situation to be in trying to play a football game with with all that going on. You know, it's uh, it's funny. It is kind of like we say, right in front of them, and it's a game that they they should win. I'm curious, Brian, what year did you get to Green Bay? It was 1992. I was hired in my 27th birthday. It was December 12th of 1991. They had had like 20 losing seasons. I think 1989, they were actually 10 and 6. And it was the first time they'd had a winning season in forever. And Magic Man was quarterback, right? Yeah, Don Mikowski. And then, and then, uh, then Lind, uh, Lindy Infante got fired. Um, by Ron Wolf, my boss, and then we hired Mike Holmgren in January. Matter of fact, January 12th, I think, is when he was hired. Uh, Bill Parcells, believe it or not, we were trying to hire Bill Parcells for that job. Oh. Yeah, I actually held Bill Parcells' contract uh, in my hand. And uh, it's funny because we were in a situation where Bill – and here's story time with Brian, so I'm sorry about this. <laughs> no, hit it. But, but real quick, the um, – uh, Bill was on TV with NBC, and he was yep. doing the pregame show during the playoffs, and uh, Ron Wolf was interviewing Mike Holmgren. So I was in another room watching a TV, and Parcells was going to either say yes or no to coaching again, but he was going to say it on TV. And he uh, and Ron said, okay, if he says yes, he's coaching, then just buzz me, and we'll I'll take the interview a different way. And Parcells came on NBC and said, no, he really likes what he's doing. He stayed on with NBC and, and kept going. And, and then Ron continued on with the interview with Mike Holmgren. And we hired him as a coach. And, you know, and, and the rest was history, as they would say. But that thing really turned around, um, you know, very, very quickly with Brett Favre, Reggie White, and then Mike Holmgren and, and others that uh, that were on that staff. It, it was it was a a like you said it was a bad football team in 1991. It was, it was. A, a team that had struggled. Two yeah. months before you got hired, the Dallas Cowboys went into uh, actually I believe it was uh, Milwaukee County Stadium is yes. where they went into that year. Yeah. Uh, and I was we I was doing the Cowboys crosstalk this week with Nate Newton, and Nate was talking about this game before the Cowboys uh, against the Commanders. He said he remembered this game going into green, you know, going to play the Packers in 1991. And he said they were so bad. Yeah. And we, Jimmy told us beforehand, before the game, he gave us the speech and he says, You guys are so much better than them. Okay. You guys are, you, you guys are, you're so much better than this team. I just want to get out of here with a victory. I don't want, I don't need anybody to beat anybody down. I don't need right. you guys to do anything. He's like, the entire mission in this game today, because you're better and we know you're better, no penalties, no turnovers, get the hell out of here. I don't care what the scoreboard looks like. Let's just get out with a win because yeah. we don't have to do anything other than not met. Like, just don't have any mistakes and we can leave here with a victory. And Nate Newton said they won 20 to 17. They were mm -hmm. kind of getting criticized for just, uh, this is kind of a team that's sleepwalking today. And Nate's like, we didn't care because we mm -hmm. just knew we were better. So it was don't shoot yourself in the foot. Just go in here. Don't make mistakes and you'll win because you're better. So he says that he thinks that should be the approach this weekend with Washington. You don't go in there looking to cover a 13 point spread. Right. This is sitting right before you don't sleepwalk on a team. We, we were talking with Tony Tolbert during this uh, thing. Tolbert, one of the really solid players that's sort of forgotten, I think by Cowboys fans over the years, but a guy who, who, who meant a lot to those Super Bowl teams. And 
Tony said, when we lost games in, you know, in the 90s, and I don't know if you remember this way, Brian, but he's like, when our teams lost games, it was games we really had no business losing. Oh, no, and absolutely, it was, yeah. He, he's like, it was usually we just did not give people the respect they deserved because sure. we we're like, yeah, we'll just go in there. Arizona, and Yeah, Phoenix, and he's like, yeah, and then, and then like we'd that, lose. Yeah. yeah. And so their, their line of thinking was, take the Green Bay approach in 1991. Don't do the sleepwalk, but just go in there with the game plan of don't screw it up. Just don't do anything stupid. Don't do turnovers. Do not go out here trying to blow the doors off of this team. Just don't make mistakes, and you're better than them, so you will leave with a victory. Is that the approach you would suggest this weekend, Brian? It's just limit mistakes. Don't go out here trying to run these guys into the ground. Bobby, I I totally agree with Nate Newton and Tolbert. Anybody that Jimmy Johnson, I totally agree. This one is about to try and be as healthy as you can but figure out a way to win this football game. And, you know, if you have to win it in the, at the first half, the second half, the final minute, whatever, just win it. Because I do believe this, and I want to ask you this question too, and maybe you share this same sentiment with me. Dallas Super Bowl future is riding on this game. In terms of winning it and getting the yep. second seed? Yep, yep. absolutely. Yeah, yep. if you, you, you've got a legitimate shot – I feel like you have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl if you're the number two seed. I feel if you right. don't have the number two seed, you have zero shot. Yeah, I, it's either it's either you're going to have a chance, a chance with home games, and, and you know you have to win the games. You know, let's not act like they can just. But they play so much better at home. Eight no, it's obvious they play better at home. Not just eight no, sixteen straight. Going 16 back to last straight. year, exactly. sixteen straight. Exactly. There you go. Even better. So Dallas's chance to participate or potentially participate in the Super Bowl this year hinges on them beating the Washington Commanders on Sunday. Because if they don't, I, I think it was, what, 1978? Is that the last time they won three games in the playoff on the road to go to a Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, if, I mean it's, it's a crazy it's number like done, that. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So it's been forever, and it's not always done around here. Dallas has to win this game, and they need to. Whatever approach, the Nate Newton approach, or whatever approach that is, you have to take that in. That has to be your mindset. As soon as you step on that airplane and you fly towards the capital, you have to figure out whatever you have to do to win this football game you need to do because your, your, your playoff existence depends on it have you gotten a chance obviously you know we were talking with jp finley from nbc nbc sports washington on 105 through the fan on on thursday and he said look you're only going to get about two-thirds of the starters you saw in the last time that dallas and washington played each other Mm -hmm. um he's like they're they're really run down new tackles the corners are susceptible brian when you you've taken a look at things this week is there anything other than just the normal the, the voodoo of Washington, D.C. that it has been the last couple of years Blue for Dak jerseys. Prescott and everything else. <laughs> is, is there anything about this Washington team that you go, all right, just don't let them do this in this game and, yeah. and you'll be okay? I'll tell you what, Bobby. Um, I know that, uh, you know, I, I, I think that I'm hearing the same thing. That You know, you look at their injury report and it's pretty extensive. And they've got a lot of veteran players on there. You know, some veteran players probably in a situation where, you know, right now is it really worth it to us to play? You know, Ron Rivera, I was I was talking to a media member in, in Washington, and uh, 
and they were told me they're like, listen, Ron Early was very kind of combative with the media. And here lately he hasn't. He he understands where they're at, what the situation is, what's likely gonna happen to him. Yeah. The thing that worries me the most about the commanders, and I was asking the same questions about Eric Bieniemy and how can this team be first in pressures allowed and last in rush attempts? How? How does that? And this media member told me, you know, it's it, it goes back to Eric Bieniemy. It really, really goes back to Eric Bieniemy and, and uh, you know, his philosophy and how he does things. And, you know, you look at Andy Reid, and, 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 and it, it's true. So I looked it up, and I'm like, you know who has the second least, the second least of carries in the league? I guess I said that right. I hope I did. Second fewest. Second fewest. Excuse me. Second fewest. Thank you for saving me. You like David Hellman there. <laughs> second fewest carries a lot uh, uh, in the league right now. Mm. Uh, let's throw out a guess of the Rams. Kansas City. Mm. Yeah. Washington's number one. Kansas City's number two. So you that know Andy Reid coaching tree. There you go. I mean, and, and Andy and them do a hell of a job. They're a Super Bowl winning team. They've they're outstanding. But you 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 look at the Chiefs and the, the Commanders are two different teams. You know, Sam Howell, they've asked him to do a lot. I mean, he's he's and he's he's probably extended himself beyond what Sam Howell could even do. You know, so that that in itself is uh, says a lot. But the thing that scares me about the commanders is what if they do decide to run the football? What if they decide mm-hmm. to take Robinson and Gibson and just say, you know what, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run a college offense. Sam Howell's going to run the, you know, he's going to, we're going to run RPOs and that's how we're going to beat Dallas. We're just going to RPO them to death. You know, he's going to fake a handoff. He's going to run. He's going to pull the ball. He's going to throw, you know, see, that's, that's the thing. Because really, the commanders have nothing to lose. Ron Rivera can go for every fourth down. He can go for every two point play. He can, you know, he, he could, he didn't have to elect to kick field goals. You know, he can make things very, very difficult. He can onside kick. He fake punt. Hell, a fake punt's a good play against the Cowboys, you know? Yeah. So th- th- that's the things that scare me, Bobby. It's, it's the potential. It's the potential. It's the potential. But, Who's not going to play? Jonathan Allen going to play? You know, I mean, he's got a knee. You know, he's a veteran. Does he, is it, you know, he's been very outspoken too about hating to lose and this, that. And this might be his way of saying, I'm not going to play in a meaningless damn game. You know, might be, you know, there might be several of these guys that do that. And if that's the case, boy, if that inactive list looks like Jonathan Allen and some others, then, you know, you got Cowboys, you got to take a little bit of a, you know, because who knows what's going to happen. I was talking to some folks about Tyler Smith. That thing could go down till Sunday. That could go down till, you know, uh, availability on Sunday, you know, of him playing. Which Bass hasn't been awful. Bass hasn't been awful. Bass hasn't been awful, but, but what's the strength of the commanders? Those two inside those defensive tackles. Yeah, that's the strength of that. That's the strength of that defense. They're bad at linebacker. They're struggling right now with the health of their secondary. You know, you go back and watch the game that Dallas played against. They didn't get pressure. You know, Dak carved them up. You know, Cooks, Lamb, 
Gallup had a catch. The first catch of the game went to Gallup for 13 yards. You know, it seems like thousand years ago that happened. So th- th- those are the things that kind of scare me about not so much the commander's defense with the exception of their tackles, but Terry McLaurin scares me. You know, Logan Thomas. I know these guys haven't played, you know. I mean, there's been some regression when you talk to folks about with Dotson and stuff like that, you know, of, you know, it's, you know, kind of feel like that they haven't had the kind of year. But they can play this game pretty wide open if they want, you know. And that's those are the things that, that scare me going into it. You are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Brian, this is, of, of course, a game that we talk about, that there's a lot riding on it, the, this number two seed and Dallas's hopes of, uh, you know, getting a couple of home playoff games, getting the opportunity potentially for another team to pick off San Francisco for you so you don't have to go against them. Because, Brian, I don't know about you. There's a lot to like about what the Cowboys have done uh, in, in since the San Francisco game. And and I know that there's a lot of optimism right now. I'll be honest, I still look at this as a team that probably loses pretty handily, I think, to San Francisco if they play them right now, just because I think it's a team that their play style and the way that they've kind of got a psychological grasp on the Cowboys, I think is something that's really tough for Dallas to deal with. And so I, I, I still think that there are, are problems potentially there, and it'd be nice if somebody could pick them off for you. But I wanted to quickly just kind of kick around the ideas of, of some of these teams that you could potentially go against uh, if you're the Cowboys with that number two seed. So you've got a, a couple of different options right now. The likeliest options it feels like are the Packers, the Rams, the Seahawks, and then you've got some, some very, you know, saints at 4% you, Vikings, saints, at 2%. Vikings, and then yeah. the very, like the Buccaneers, if the Buccaneers tie in their game and a couple yeah. other things happen, then the Bucks could get to seven. So not really realistic there, but, uh, you know, Vikings, Saints, Bucks, we can talk about those teams, at, at, you know, at some length. But realistically, what you're looking at here, are probably the Seahawks, Packers, and the Rams, that those are the teams that you're, you're looking at. And it looks like Sean McVay is welcoming the opportunity to potentially take on the Cowboys because if the Packers win, 
and the Rams lose, the Rams have the number seven seed, and the Rams are starting Carson Wentz this weekend against the San Francisco 49ers. They're looking to get healthy. So let's just take a look at the Rams real quick, because I know that's a team that you are concerned with, and I know that's a team that that you had some back and forth with some people on Twitter over. Um, but a team that you handled, you beat by 23 points eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago, whatever it was. Different but it, But it feels like a very different football team different team right now and and do you really want to welcome in the different ways that that passing attack can kind of attack your secondary no you and uh, you know what I, i i really don't and that's why i said the rams and people were calling me the p word and you know you got to play who you want to play it's the rams we smoked them did you see the rams play the giants my retort to that was did you see the rams play the ravens they're you know they they they're the, the the two teams who have played the Ravens the best are the Rams and the Browns. That's that's yeah. really who's played that's who's played the the Ravens the best. I think the Ravens are the best team in the National Football League right now. I really do believe that. Um, I don't want anything to do with the Rams. You know why? You look at look at the Rams' attitude. The Rams are not interested in getting the sixth seed, even though the Forty ers are not playing anybody. You know, the Forty ers yeah. are not playing anybody. They could the Rams could go and win that football game, be ten and what ten and seven, lock up the sixth seed and travel to Detroit and set up that that Matthew Stafford and then uh, you know, golf playing against their old teams that kind of thing. But the, you know what, Sean McVay is like, nah, health is more important and rest is more important to me because he goes, we're going to have to go on the road anyway. It doesn't matter sixth, seventh, it doesn't matter for us. That scares me. That kind of attitude of like we feel like that we're good enough to go anywhere on the road and win, that that should that should that should right there bother you quite a bit. But you know, it's but everybody's out there, oh no, you smoked them and all that. You know, I'm not hey, Cowboy fans, I'm not trying to make you sound like whiners and stuff like that. I've asked national people about this. I asked Brian Baldinger about this today on our show on 1053 the fan. About that, who do you not want to play? The Rams. Everybody, the Rams. Nobody wants to play the Rams because yeah. people who really, 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 really study this will tell you they are playing excellent football right now. They run the football. They've got two quality pass catchers. They've got a really good tight end, and they've got a healthy quarterback. And their offensive line has kind of figured some things out. You know, Dallas at home smoked them, no question. Green, they Los, uh, Los Angeles went from Dallas, lost that game, went to the Packers the next week, lost the game, got their bye, and then all of a sudden they started figuring things out. Everything started kind of coming together for them, you know? So I'm just kind of like, you know, they, and I was mentioning that the Browns are one of the best teams in the league, I think, you know? Joe Flacco's first, they smoked, they smoked the Browns, you yeah. know, in a game in Los Angeles. So, I, I I don't want anything to do with I really don't give me give me the Packers you know I, I, I the Packers to me with a quarterback making his first playoff start even though he's playing very very well you know I hope Mike McCarthy doesn't make too much of the game you know that's that is something that I I'm curious about did you did you ever run into these instances with with teams you were with where there was uh, you know what here Holmgren here's a good example the 49ers. Holmgren, oh, three. Holmgren, oh, oh, every time we played the 49ers, Holmgren had their number every single oh, time. But but oh, three, yeah. when when Parcells had to go to New England and take on Belichick. And that was, I, I think, the first game that he was coaching since the big Jets snub and things like that. 
do you remember there being a sense in there like oh this one's like really important to bill or, or yeah. bill you know this one is really was that yeah, was yeah. that a, was there a palpable sense of that within the building oh, yeah. nobody listen so is that a potential distraction if you get green bay in the playoffs is that sure something you is. have to worry about sure then? it is because he's going to answer all the questions again you know it's not aaron Rodgers. you know it's it's Jordan Love. You, but you never know. The, the great thing about Dallas is Dallas at home seems to find a way to get things done. You know, Green Bay, they're, you know, Green Bay's had their moments where their defense hasn't been good enough. They run the ball. They, you know, they do have a capable back. You know, that, that, it, that in itself is. But, you know, this, this is one of these games where Kellen Moore, I think, lost his job or at that point after the Green Bay game. I think Mike McCarthy had made the decision that that Green Bay loss affected Mike McCarthy. Very personal. He took it very very personal. personal, Very personal. And let me tell you this. They play Green Bay in the first round, say they win, you know, and all that. They play Green Bay and they lose this game. I wouldn't want to be around that organization if that was if that happened. I really, really won't. I wouldn't want to be around all that. You know, I wouldn't want to be around Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones. Anybody that's involved with that organization, if they go and find a way and they lose that first round game, you know, I, and especially if it's to Green Bay. Yeah, I, and Green I, Bay team that you're, you're you're clearly better than Green Bay's yeah. had their struggles. Jordan Love is playing a lot better yep. recently, and there are ways they can tag him. But you know, we mentioned there the Rams, the Packers, those sorts of scenarios. Seahawks what about the idea the three, of Seattle? The, the, I was going to say, what about Seattle? The three receivers. Yeah, Seattle the three played receivers. you really, really well. Yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted you there, Bobby. I no, 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 no. Just, just, just the talk, idea of you Seattle. Talk about, what do you think? I mean, what do you think about Seattle? I, I worry about those three wide receivers. That's I worry about I the worry. three receivers. I also feel like, uh, I, I also feel like they, they gave you kind of their best shot that yeah, day. They did, and 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 I don't know that they can duplicate that. No, is the biggest thing. I, I, I think don't. You're right. And, I and you're so right. I, I do think you took their best shot, and you still beat them. Yeah. Uh, it, it took a lot for them. But to me, the, easy, the easiest of those three is the Packers. I think the Packers are the worst football team of those three. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, obviously, if you can tell me Minnesota's going to find a way to sneak in there and I can get Minnesota without TJ Hawkinson and Kirk Cousins and everything else that's going on at that quarterback situation, I welcome that here at AT&T Stadium, no doubt about I'll tell it. tell you what, the Packers are going to have their hands full with the Bears this weekend. They're, they're, Those, they're, the, that team's been fly, fighting for Matt Eberflus. They have been. They've absolutely in the quarterback. I mean, Green Bay is capable of peeing down their leg in this yeah. one. They really, really are. You know, so absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears went in there and won a game, much like what Detroit did last year to Green Bay at the end of the year. You know, so you've got you've got the. If the Seahawks beat the Cardinals and the Packers lose to the Bears, you get the Seahawks that are the number seven. If the Packers win and the Rams lose, you get the Rams who are the seven. If the Packers win and the Rams win, then you get the Packers who are the seven. Brian, what is your best guess? We're assuming the Cowboys take care of business against Washington. Who do you think we're previewing next week as their opponent? You think it's you think it's the Rams. I think it's the Rams because I think the Packers are going to win and the Rams look like they're packing it in this yeah. one. Yeah, I think so too. Which is frustrating because I think the Rams are a team that could give San Francisco a run for their money in the Absolutely. divisional. I, I don't Absolutely. think they'd beat them. I, I'd pick San Francisco to beat anybody in the NFC playoff picture right now, but that's a team that I think would challenge them. Did challenge them all the way back in week two before they had figured things out. Yeah. See, I don't want to be this guy too that, Elson, you play the Rams and you lose, and then I, now I feel like crap because I'm like – you know, I'll be like, well, 
I told you how guys bad, we don't how want bad, to play the how Rams. Ba- <laughs> how bad is it for everybody if you lose to the Rams and it's on a Brett Maher last second field goal? Oh, geez. <laughs> Should I not even speak that into don't existence? Don't even speak that into Boy, existence. the YouTube comments are going to light us up on this one, Brian. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, shift over to the Love the Star mailbag. You're listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Brian, I'm trying to take some of that Rams heat off of you. I'm I'm yeah. saying I'm talking Rams and now I'm making up fake scenarios where or, or they score a touchdown to tie it. And then it's a Brett yeah. Maher extra point oh. that does you yeah, and as time expires. Boy, it'd be a little poetic. You got to admit. All right, let's turn yeah, things it over. Would be to tough. It would be tough. I mean, Dallas has got to find a way. You got to get these home games. You yeah. absolutely have to find a way to get these home games. Make no mistake about it, by the way. If they play the Rams at AT&T Stadium next week, I'm picking the Cowboys to win the game. Spoiler alert, I'm picking the Cowboys. But I think the Rams do some things to challenge you. But I, I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love the Star mailbag. It's where we turn things over to our listeners, get their thoughts, their questions, their comments. Uh, first one here from... DJ Major. And this is an interesting question with Lyle Collins getting signed. We talked about that earlier this week. Lyle <laughs> Collins on the practice squad. Damian Wilson is back. Uh, they signed a number of guys. We're no longer going to get Martavis Bryant questions anymore because he's been released from the Got practice squad. Yeah. But DJ Major is asking, what happens when a team brings in players for a workout? Do they go through combine drills? Do they uh, yeah. go against practice squad players? So, Brian, talk about just when, when you bring in a player for a workout, what exactly happens? Are, are they just working them through individual drills? Are they having them go through bags? What what kind of stuff would they have somebody like Lyle Collins do, for instance? First off, I owe everybody out there an apology. My high-ranking official that told me that they were going to use Lyle Collins was going to play tackle, but he worked out at guard today. Ooh. But yeah. And if I told you who my high-ranking official were, you would like go, oh, okay, I would report to that too. But <laughs> yeah, here's Lyle Collins. Come on, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was, I, yeah, <laughs> you, you laugh, you laugh. <laughs> but what, what, you're, what do they generally put somebody like Lyle or Damian Wilson? Do they have? Is it like watching it's, it's, the combine yeah, it, essentially? Yeah, it, well, individual workout. It's it's not like the combine drills where it's like the combine positional drills though, like the the pulling. You know, they're not going to ask these guys to run a 40. They're not going to make them do a short shuttle or anything they like that. They don't have them go up against somebody. It's just all no, individual they can't, stuff. They can't, they can't do that. So, like the coach, we'll have a coach out there. They'll hold a bag. He'll you know do punch drills, movement drills, set drills. They'll work them out to the point where if, the, if Lyle Collins would have got through the workout and was like dying, bending over, couldn't finish, then you don't sign the guy. I've seen yeah. coaches work a guy out to the point – where he just fell over in exhaustion and we're like, 
the coach looks at the scouts and goes, we can't sign this guy. He's not even in shape, you know? So, I mean, Lyle Collins looked like, you know, it was good. It was nice to, to we talked to Zach Martin today and he was talking about how happy he was to have Lyle back. But yeah, it's basically positional drills. The pulling, scoop block, power, drive block, pass sets, those kinds of drills. Drills you see at the combine. Next question here from Joe T. And this is very, very broad here, Brian. Uh, But I think it's relevant as we enter this playoff run here. Uh, If you both had to pick the biggest reason why the Cowboys haven't made it far for 27 years. So the biggest reason why the Cowboys have had a 27-year drought of the conference championship game, what would the biggest reason be? And Brian, as, as you you come for your thoughts, I'll, I'll put this out here. And I know this sounds like a cop-out in a lot of ways. Honestly, when you go 27 years and they've had teams as talented as they have yeah. and they've had been in position to you know have home field advantage, they're the number one seed or whatever else and things fall apart, I honestly think some of it has just been there's been some real statistical bad luck here. (laughs) Now, now there have been several years where the Cowboys did things on their own. There was there was a stretch of, you know, drafting that wasn't great. There was a stretch where you you didn't have great coaching. Right. Um, But there have been several years over the last 20 where they've had teams capable of getting to the conference championship game. And I know it's easy to go. What's the constant? It's Jerry. I know people love to say that. But over 20 years their personnel department's been really good and put really good players into place and you've had good coaches. And I think honestly, just what it is is you've been hit by a, a really bad run of luck It's similar to the run of luck that says, how have you gone 20 years without back-to-back, you know, champs in the NFC East? It's that same sort of just anomaly where to me, it's like, I, I think you've just run into some really unfortunate bounces of the ball at times. Yeah. I think the, I think it goes all the way back to, Jerry and Jimmy parting ways, even though they were able to able to win a Super Bowl with Barry Switzer. A lot of that was the groundwork that Jimmy and Jerry laid in the coaching staff. They lost a lot of coaches along the way. Did you guys know in Green Bay there in 95 when they won? Did you guys it was the was the opinion around the rest of the league of like, yeah, they won, but they're almost done. Like they're they're running out of time. They had a they, Nate Newton had brought yeah. this up there. And Nate Newton and Tony Tolbert said that 95 season, even though they won, they got to yeah. the end of it. And they're like, this was a hell season. Like, yeah. this was awful. Yeah. Did, did you guys have a sense around the league of like, yeah, this isn't going to keep going? Yeah, the draft the next year that wasn't very good for them. And we kind of felt like that they were getting to be a little bit of an older team. And, you know, they started some things started to kind of show in some cracks. I remember the game that they lost to Carolina, the divisional game in Carolina. Mm-hmm. 26-17 and 96. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was his Panthers' second year. And I I just remember that, you know, Troy just throwing the ball and Michael was hurt and I think Dion got hurt in that game and, and Troy just threw the ball. It was an interception. It was kind of like he just said, I've had enough. I've had enough. I need We need a break. And, he, you know, the interception and – from that point on, in Green Bay, we were kind of like, wow, okay. Because we had a really good handle on San Francisco, but we didn't have a handle on Dallas at all. So I think when you go all the way back to that point, yeah, they started getting old. And then, you know, and then it just kind of, with Switzer, just never really, you know, they lost that ability to, even though Barry Switzer had been in the college ranks and knew a lot of college players, he didn't help them like, Jimmy helped him with player personnel stuff. 
So they weren't getting better on player personnel stuff. And then I came on board in 1999 uh, that season, and that was Chan Gailey. And they'd gone to -to back-to-back playoffs, but it was kind of an 8-8 and team. It really wasn't a great team. It was starting to be the end of Troy and all that stuff like that. I mean, injuries were starting to kind of pile up. Uh, The early 2000s, we couldn't find a quarterback. And then Bill came along, and Bill just was too old. I mean, Bill was too old. He just couldn't – he couldn't maintain. And so – but what you have, Bill got us back. We weren't ready to win. We went to Carolina – and uh, you know, and Quincy did the best he could. You know, it was a ten and six team. I mean, it was, it was kind of fun. I mean, to kind of be winners again. And but then Bill, you know, it it just we got fortunate to find Romo. That was Wade Phillips. Then they lose the game where you know where they had the home field advantage. They lose to the Giants. You know, it it just was crazy. It seemed like from that point on, every year there was something. Whether in 2014, the Dez catch, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, DeMarco Murray gets the ball knocked out of his hand. You know, he's going to basically, he's going to score. And Julius Peppers knocks the ball out of his hand. It. and It's a fumble. And so now, you know, it's just, and it, it just, it was just one thing after another with the, with the way that the season went. You, know, you go all the way back to Romo dropping the snap at, in Seattle. They've had yeah. some really terrible like tragic plays third and 19 in 2016 Aaron Rodgers you know he it's Jared Cook on the sideline I mean the previous play to that Jeff Heath comes on a blitz and hits Aaron Rodgers as hard as I've ever seen a quarterback get hit zero reason he should have held on to that football no question how the hell Aaron Rodgers held on them and 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 Orlando Scandrick was standing on the other side and if that ball if if it flies out of his hand, it's scoop and score ball game. But, you know, you lose that one. It, there were just so many of these, I mean, these these plays where you go, my gosh, this is just game-changing, gut-wrenching types of things. And I think they've dealt with that quite a bit, too. I really, really do. Well, that's uh, that's that's the little tragic trip 12 down. 12 men in the huddle or there. some, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Illegal always, always something. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. it's not a, a something. I will say it's setting up as well as it has in a long time. Sure. Uh, and it, <laughs> the Cowboys are, are hopefully in a good spot. It starts with taking care of business yeah. this weekend against the Washington Commanders, though, and then taking care of business as soon as you get into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, we'll have reaction for you to all of it, uh, and we will also get you deep into this preview of the NFL playoffs. It's an exciting time. Uh, Cowboys and the Commanders this weekend at uh, FedEx Field uh, and the the number two seed, a chance to continue 20 straight years of uh, no back-to-back NFC East champions. It was looking ripe for the Eagles. Now Dallas is in a really good position, so hopefully they take care of business this weekend. For Brian Broaddus, I am Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again later.